Let's have a day. Thursday, right? Thursday. Okay, for you. It's FT Live. Scotty Braun, AJ Prusinski, Kratz, and Todd Father's back. Todd Father, you having fun watching these games? Like, especially the past 48 hours for me, watching, say, Astros Mariners late night and some of the action from earlier in the evening. I'm sure you caught a little bit of, like, Mets Marlins. It's got playoff vibes. Yeah, it does, especially the late night games, man. It's uh, it's exciting. There's a lot of teams that are in it. Wild card races are coming down to the finish. Not many uh, division, you know, champions are coming down to the finish. But yeah, dude, to see a little craziness going on, Astros, Seattle. I was kind of dozing off, and then nope, my excitement came back. It was uh, I like it. I like it. I'm excited to see how this thing unfolds. And then Kratz, there's beef. So we had beef with Hector Neris and. Julio Rodriguez, which we'll get to in a little bit, and then also broadcaster beef, which is always great, especially when we get to bring the broadcaster on during the show, which will be great, awesome too. So Boog Shabby is going to join us in about an hour, uh, Cubs broadcaster. And before that, Ken Rosenthal in a little over 10 minutes, and Shane Bieber also in hour number two. We'll talk Tito and his poor scooter, but his successful career. So you take the trade off. He can, he can, he'll trade the scooter for... Black in Cooperstown, so. Exactly. Would you trade a shit, a shit scooter yes. for a black in, in yes. Cooperstown? You can buy a lot of scooters with that plaque from Cooperstown. <laughs> get some free scooters. They'll get some free scooters. Too. Yeah. Do managers have to wait five years? I don't think so. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Isn't it like college, a, yeah, college basketball, like guys are getting in the Hall of Fame and they're still coaching, if I recall. No, it, it, they have to be know. on committees, though. They don't get in through the normal vote, so there has to be like a committee – and the committee has to have like a certain time. I just don't know. I don't think they have to wait because I don't think I don't think Larusa waited. His last year was eleven, and he got in in fourteen, I believe. So I don't think he had to wait the five years. So that would be a no. Just when the committee is up. Oh. I think there's eligibility no still. I'm yeah, trying to look this up on the fly. I mean, he's going in. I'm trying to look this up on the fly with Bochi. Nobody even got that. I did. I heard. It. I did. I didn't Thank want to you. say. That. I didn't want to say nothing. Wait. Repeat it. What did he say? I, w- I was listening to you. You're supposed to say unanimous. Unanimous. I said, said anonymous. Anonymous. And everybody. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I. I kind of. I was. I. I stood still because I'm like. I it's didn't like know. Like LeBron Lames. Yes. I. <laughs> you, I thought. I thought AJ said anonymous. I didn't know who said it. I'm not sure. In Florida, anonymous and anonymous is basically synonymous. So, fine. <laughs> <laughs> let's charge the damn mound. Whatever, I live here. I can say what I want. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., congratulations on 40 homers and yeah. 70 stolen bases. And not just helping your team secure home field advantage <laughs> throughout the National League side of the playoff picture. And here's David O'Brien's tweet on 70, wow. putting himself in scoring position with one out in the 10th. Flair for the dramatic, loves the big moments. First member of 4070 and obviously 4050, 4060, whatever. A pitch later after the stolen base, he scores the game winning run. Cubs completely collapse again. And AJ, Ronald Acuna Jr. is not just the MVP of the National League, he is the most valuable player in the Cubs collapse. <laughs> no, you can throw Seiya Suzuki in there, too. True, true. But It's good competition. Uh, listen, Ronald Acuna Jr. is not only the MVP of the National League, he's probably the most fun and exciting person to watch in all of baseball. The best part of that game last night 
was as soon as he got on first, I was watching the Braves broadcast, Brandon Gauden and Jeff Francoeur and Tom Glavin are like, okay, he's going, and here comes 70. And I mean the first pitch, boom, steals it, gets it over. They do the whole thing, and they do the video montage, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that later with Boog because they didn't think it was so awesome as Cubs people. Uh, But, listen, it was unbelievable. The crowd was going crazy. It was in a big situation. It wasn't like (coughs) they were up seven runs and he took off and stole third with two outs. Like, I mean, this was the winning run next, you know, then his boy Albies gets the hit, drive him in. I mean, it was – it was awesome and good for Ronald Acuna, man. I mean, this is something I never thought I'd see, but 40, 70. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. I don't want to bury the lead here either. Godfather. Thank you. Go ahead. Take a bow, dude. Because you, you might took be the, the L earlier this year on Abreu. <laughs> take the bow on this one. Go ahead. Hey, hey, think about this. Abreu's got 84 RBIs, too, after the year he had in the beginning of the year, but <laughs> only 17 home runs. You're right. Um, <laughs> hey. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I want to know, like, exactly. You know, they talk about, oh, you can get more steals. Like, I would love to know how many steals he had before the guy threw over twice. Like, because this, this seems like most of them are either first pitch or second pitch, which is great. So, it's like he did it He did it right, man. He, he went after it. He helped me out. This might be the only bet I win this year when it comes to the show. And, uh, you know, Kratzy was a big believer of, no, no, it's not going to happen. So, um not rubbing it in, but I'm very happy about the situation. It took me, it took the last four days of the year, but we'll, we'll take it. Thank you very much. If we go back to the tape, you actually said 72, so <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't count. That's so cool. Right, we've Ruiz, talk, Ruiz we've might talked, get there too. There might be two guys because Estuary Ruiz has got like what 67 or 68. He's got 65. Oh. He, I thought he got one last night to get to 66, but he's got 65. I mean, that is it is incredible. 70. But, guys, we have to stop talking about it because we don't want to get in the way of the Cubs' playoff chances right now by talking about this too much. <laughs> by having a 15-second break. No, it's over, guys. Out. Come on. Yep. It's mm-hmm. over. Let's move on. It's, such, it's so weak that they would do it was this. Actually, it was actually awesome by Acuna because it delayed in the inevitable. It was one pitch later. It was like, ah, oh, we, can, we can celebrate this. That should be celebrated. They should have gotten all the bases, taken them all. He should have taken selfies with everybody, whatever it was. Because he did it in a huge situation. That's what AJ said. Like, normally this happens. Like, some dude, they're winning by seven, and he's like, I'm going to take third. Boom, got it. Wow, you did it. And everybody's really – or, you know, the cycle, and you hit a double, and you stay stay at first base, that kind of thing. This was a tie ball game after you got the game-tying knock to knock a team out of the playoffs. Don't Let's not forget – the thing I found odd to me is Dansby Swanson, who played with him for years – didn't even acknowledge it. He, really? He, he's the one that caught the ball at second, or he actually dropped it, but whatever. And he just turns around, and Acuna goes full Ricky Henderson with a base over his head. It's like, today, today, I am the greatest of all time. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. Oh, they knew what they were going to do. Which was – listen, it was it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. He did it at home, and he did it in a big situation. But Dansby – and Dansby's awesome. But he, he gets the ball, and he just doesn't even like – you would think like he would have been like, dude, cool, like, it's awesome. But instead, he just, like, walked away, and then they did the whole thing. And never, not even, like, maybe after the game they met up and things we don't know about. But on the field, if there's someone you played with and they do something, like, historic, this is historic. I would have hoped to. I would have been, like, you know, at least give them, like, you know, a high five or a, a little hug. Tap. Or so, something cool. Maybe know, he didn't realize around. it was 70. Or maybe he was just like, oh, my gosh. The last throw actually made it to me. The, the time before when he stole second on his oh, did you see the 69th, throw 
You he see where he threw it to left center? <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was your boy Jan Gomes. He literally was, went, woo, and it went over there. I've never seen hey, that. Jan can throw. Jan has been a thrower since he came into the league as a backup to J.P. Aaron Sevilla. He's still doing it, but that that throw was unbelievable. What do you think happened there? Because I, I think he held that? it. I think he, I think he tried to hold did it. Did you see his first throw where he threw He literally threw it to left the left fielder. Right to Second, where the shortstop normally. To left. You have two catchers on this show, and you're asking me? I've never seen anybody <laughs> do that before. Never. I threw one he to the left fielder. Like and went, yeah, you were throwing it to third, though. We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it was a planned play for me. I'd throw it to the center fielder, and he'd throw the guy to third because <laughs> I couldn't throw him out of second. <laughs> On the fly. On the one of them. Got to get up and go, and our center fielder would come in and throw him out at third. wise throws him out at third. Uh, Brian Anderson coming in. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll give you some theories, though, just because, yes, last night, uh, Boog Shiambi and um, Jim Deshays are on the broadcast for the Cubs, and we'll talk to Boog later, and they were not pleased with the montage and the stoppage of play and the whole deal, and I think you had Cubs fans that are, A, pissed off about where the team's at right now, and maybe a little bit jealous about what the Braves are doing. There's some, okay? B, they feel like it's extra innings. It's a huge moment for their season. Get out of my lane, right? That's how some are feeling. Because there, there were plenty of comments. I'm telling you what I don't believe in. But there were plenty of comments that said they should have had a feel at that point that it's extra innings and it's a close game and they should just wait until the end. Wait until So let's say the Braves don't score that run and they lose. They're going to run a video montage afterwards? Gonna, dude, you do it right then. Todd, also, tell, dude, you do the, You got to do the montage right. Listen, I've been a part of some pretty cool things. I've seen Pond 700 homers, you know, guys getting 300 wins, guys getting huge hits. You do it right then. Then some fans against Acuna were like, oh, whatever, 70 is not the same anymore. Like, come, oh, come on. on. Please. <laughs> Acting yeah. as if, like, it's so inflated, it's out of control. They were showing how, like, Obviously, stolen base numbers are up, but it's not up for individuals as crazy as it seems, if that makes sense. So I don't remember. There was way too much number crunching and like debating going on that I got out of it. But I was like, 4070 is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's only the first time in history. I mean, Ricky Henderson, was, more stolen like, bases Ricky Henderson was stealing 125 <clears throat> bases a year. But he wasn't hitting 40 home runs. But there's more stolen bases uh, this year. I mean, Judge, last year, if this happened in a game with his home run chase at this very moment, would we not stop and acknowledge him? And also, this wasn't a 20-minute, hey, let's bring the podium on the field. That would have been better. Hello, everyone. I want to appreciate. <laughs> I want to thank you for all uh, coming out here. We'll get to the rest of the 10th inning coming up in just a bit. It was 90-ish seconds or whatever. It was two, three minutes tops, tops. I didn't count it exactly, but I'm watching and I didn't feel like this was stretched out. But like by the time it was talked about being too much on the broadcast I was watching, it was already over and then the game was over. So did they ask the league for extra time or should that have been a pitch violation on Albies? <laughs> Good call. Earlier in the year, you know, we this was this was strict. No leeway. Now all of a sudden, MLB super, super just soft about all this stuff. I want I wanted to see if if it was on the road, what would have happened? Like, it would have been like, oh, good job. Let's go. Pay. It's <laughs> history. This is history in the game. We may never see it again. I agree. It, I agree. On the road, it wouldn't, road they wouldn't have probably, no, probably wouldn't have done anything. I mean, they would have done a montage. There probably wouldn't have been anything, though, I feel like. No. It would have been like 
Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. No, don't teams know. aren't going to do that. Teams don't Not do a lot really. of stuff on the road for people. No, maybe home run different, but I don't know. I I don't see it. I mean, clearly it was voiced how people on the Cubs side felt about it, or at least some on the Cubs side felt about it. At least and, the announcers. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> the the Cubs are just falling apart. They're also playing just a dynamic offense that's tough to throttle, but. You know, their bullpen is crumbling. Mm. They cannot hold on to late leads. Meanwhile, Diamondbacks win. Marlins split their doubleheader yesterday. The Reds fall. That was tough. I watched almost the whole Reds game. Noel Marte got one down the line and then tried to stretch it into a double. I actually kind of think he was safe, but I don't know. I did too. get to that on the replay. You do too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, that probably did it. That ended the season. Yeah, they're a game and a half out. But here's the important part. Miami and the Cubs are tied for the third wild card. The Miami Marlins have the tiebreaker. So I know I, when we just showed it to you, if you're watching the show instead of listening, both are 82 and 76, and you see the Cubs ahead of the Marlins. That's actually not technically the case. The Marlins are ahead of the Cubs. So you're telling me if the season out. ended right now, the Marlins would get it. There's no tiebreaker game. Boom. That's it. 163 uh, is dead. I don't, I don't like that. It's over. There's no more they 163s. Killed they killed it. If there's a three-way tie, there's like all these crazy scenarios. It could be this yeah. No, it's not that hard. I, I learned it this I morning. Don't like Ready? It. I don't the Reds like are it. in, right, if they if it's a three-way tie? With those three teams? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Oh, You're going Diamondbacks, Reds. No, You're no, going no. Diamondbacks, Cubs, Marlins? This is what I read this morning. Rangers, Astros, Mariners. They take the combined records that they do against both teams. So they'd be like, how are the Rangers against the Astros and the Mariners? Too how much. are the Astros against the Rangers and the Mariners? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they play, take those let's records. Play. Let's duke it out. Have another game, man. I agree. Give me, give me one more. They can't because of TV and because the extra wild card. They can't because the extra There's round. no room. It's AJ's fault. Boo. AJ and his big AJ, national AJ broadcasts. AJ and his TV, his TV crew. Exactly. Yes, we can't. We don't do the cool. wild card. You guys are going to get uh, the K-Rod broadcast for the wild card. No, I'm getting the Todd Father broadcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, got, I got the radio, baby. I'm Hell yeah, radio. baby. I'm listening to that shit. That's for me. We continue to honor Terry Francona. He didn't really want to officially let everyone know until basically the last like 24 to 48 hours, even though everyone knew. That. Yeah, he wasn't hiding it. Like if you had, like I told you, if you yeah. a month ago or so, I asked him and he was, he was upfront about it. But he's like, you know, I don't want it to get out. And, but everyone knew that if you know Terry, I mean, yeah, he, he knew, knew. And you could tell when you talked to him that he knew. I mean, there's a point as everyone, you know, as a player or whatever, you know you're done. And he, he just was like, oh, I'm done. and But I can always come back. There it is. Nice ovation for Tito. <laughs> you won't get out of here. Let's go. If you're watching. <laughs> That's it was awesome. packed, too, yesterday. And, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier. We're going to talk to Shane Bieber, who's – been playing for him for a while now. It was emotional yesterday post game. So, a lot of the Cleveland players said it was a great scene last night. And I think a couple of the guys said it was the loudest that it was the whole year, which is good and bad. I'm like, I think you guys probably should have had some more fans yeah. showing up at times for your team. But anyway, let's get Tito. Um, do you want to show the tweet first about the unfortunate part of his day? The end of Tito's time in Cleveland resulted in his hog scooter being stolen, um, stripped, defecated on. He joked it's under a blanket in the clubhouse. AJ uh, did it. <laughs> I wasn't, nope. <laughs> nope. I like Tito. Dude. I would never that. be something that I would think about doing. Like stealing yeah. it? Yeah, that'd be great. But pooping on it? No. Nah. So what does that do? Mm, what does that know. do? Like, Are there like Tito? It was Ken. I told you who it was. <laughs> it was he, he didn't deny it either. 
This isn't the first time he's gotten his scooter stolen. I need that guy. I need him to like lock that thing up or something. Put it in his he, office. He made a lot of money. Put an air tag on it. I don't know. Something. How about a, a back to like a security guard no, just, just standing next to like, his Do not touch Tito's scooter. The best part about Tito is when I I literally Thursday I had their game, so a week ago, and I we we talked to him for twenty minutes, and he didn't even talk about the game. We didn't even. He just talked about his career and the whole deal, and he's like, you know. Last time when I left Boston, I wasn't satisfied. And he said, this time, I'm satisfied and I'm good. He's like, if I, I'm going to walk away and I am happy and I've done everything I could possibly do and I love Cleveland and they gave me the chance in Boston and Philly. And he was at peace, which I don't know that he would have been if it wouldn't have happened any time before this year. So I, I think that I'm happy for Terry. I, I love Terry. He's one of my all-time favorite people to talk to because he just smiles every time he sees you and he's so genuine. But I'm happy for him. And he said, I go, what happens if you – I go, you're going to miss it about February when you're supposed to be in spring training. He goes, I don't think I will. And I go, oh, everyone does the first year out. He goes, well, if I do, I can always come back. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, do you really want to do that? And he's like, I don't know, but at least I have the option. And I, I was know. like, okay. I, I think I think you're on to something. I was going to ask you because you actually talked to him. I talked to somebody else with the with the Guardians last night, and they're like – is it forever? I don't know. Just to see if he still has a love for it. But he's testing the he's testing the retirement waters. He's going to take AJ's job at Fox for a bit. Ooh, that's fine. That's oh, fine. Ouch. I just put him next to Wayno, AJ. Get the whole crew. <laughs> everybody in the club. Everybody in the club. <laughs> oh man. Let's hear from Tito first for a sec. It's it's kind of difficult. Um, it was really touching. Don't don't ever get me wrong. I mean, my goodness sakes. I mean, you know, I, I've told this group plenty of times. I know I'm not the smartest person in the room by far, but I was smart enough to pick a place where I believed in the people, and that only grew. And I think anybody that's ever spent ten minutes with me knows how much I like it here. It's so close to kind of how I, where I grew up and two hours away and. It, it, it was a good decision. It just seems like it got better. Solid. Solid. Yeah, and I, I think in his, you know, figuring out what he wanted to do, I think his health, I think that comes into play as well. You know, he's a guy that had some health scares and that kind of stuff. I, I think knowing that and as you get older, I, I mean, maybe it plays a little part of hey, maybe I just want to, be at home a little bit, hang out with the family and that kind of stuff. I mean, at least that's what I would think about, you know, I, I know he's a big family guy too as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I wish him the best. He's awesome. I always used to see him at Marley's in Arizona. Um, when, uh, we had spring training, I always see him there. We're watching a game or something and we shoot the shit, man. He's a, he's a special dude, man. He, he's going to be missed in baseball. Mike in the chat said, did we confirm it was, it was a human? That laid it down. What was it? A bear? A bear in downtown could be, Cleveland? Could be bird poop. <laughs> no, come on. You can tell the difference between bird poop and human poop. Yes, you can. But did they say human? Okay. So someone who has a social media star alligator support animal, emotional support <laughs> alligator, um, tried to bring the alligator into the Phillies game and was denied <laughs> entry. That is bullshit. Crazy. But anyway, that was tied to our poll question on, on that. And um, most people said, keep the alligators at AJ's. So as our um, alligator expert, what were your thoughts and would you have allowed entry for That's the crap. It's a, it's a service animal. Why did there he... It is. We're looking at it right just now. Just because he's an alligator? 
I don't understand. If it was a dog, they would have let him in. Right? I mean, Wally has mm. feelings. Wally Gator, is that his name? Wally Gator? Do they have, like, Chomp at the park? They should. Right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Look at this guy. Wally Gator. Look, he, he gives hugs. Like, there's kids hugging him. I mean, wow. wear sunglasses. How can I mean, only in Philly. They probably booed him, too, when they kicked him out. <laughs> that alligator's mouth is, like, right next to the kid's Ooh. face. Yeah. If he's a little hungry, no, we're not We're not worried about it. Kratz is shaking his head. You're a Philly guy. I mean, stop it. Lions, tigers, bears. What's yeah, where does it end? Where does it end? Like, we, apparently at alligators. Apparently it ends at <laughs> <in> alligators. <laughs> it can't happen. AJ, you're, you're calling somebody if that thing shows up on your property and they're taking it away. No, I'm not. I had, one, I had one two days ago in my backyard. Did you call? Call who? You're Alligator calling. Services. You're calling. No. You're yeah, you're calling the people no. at Bay Hill, and they're coming over no. and say, sorry, mm -mm. Mr. Pierzynski. Nope. Mm -mm. Not happening, kid. Yep. You're I'm not going to get into a game I, either. I, I would take care of myself, but I don't want to go to jail for, like, the rest of my life. So you got to be <laughs> super sneaky. Yeah, they have more rights than, than we do sometimes. Can't beat up an alligator. You can beat up a human if they're annoying. Yeah. But, that, that alligator got last-minute tickets. Yeah, but no, I mean, top <laughs> five, you could bring bears, tigers, lions, crocodiles. Oh, um, my hippos the whole thing and just feed them humans one day at a game i'm i'm just <laughs> I, I hey listen i'm glad it helps them kids out that's pretty cool i yeah i i just i'm afraid of most animals if you want the truth if they're like my size or bigger i just like mm. you know I, alligators no thank you you know you hear those horror stories i i wouldn't if aj i was in your house right now and i knew an alligator was in there i would I would probably climb to the highest point of your house and stay there until I figured it was out of there. So, um, I literally yeah, had no. one in my backyard. I said, you got, well, I, it was, it was about 10 feet off my backyard. It's not your emotional support. Animal, I know. It's though, so awesome. No. I want one of those. I want one no. of those so bad. But imagine no. that alligator in, in the stadium. No, I, I, I couldn't do it. Florida I'm, is so I'm, pissed off that. They didn't right? have that story yeah. first. Right. How did I not think How did of a this? Rays fan not try to bring an emotion? How did a Gator fan alligator? not think of this? Philly? Philly's stealing the spotlight? So I would like to get into the playoff game that occurred. We've been waiting to get some time here for the Mariners and the Astros. And yes, Framber Valdez did not have his best day, which is concerning going forward. But his team still won. Dusty actually did a nice job not sticking with him too long, going to a bullpen. That's at, that They have a couple dudes in that bullpen in Hector Neris and Brian Abreu that are, what, easy top 10 maybe one or two of them top five. They both have VRAs sub two. Those are two very legit weapons. And that's before Presley that they have in their bullpen. It's very impressive for high Top five this season leverage. or top five overall in the game? Top five this season. ERA-wise, I bet you they're yeah. top five. I mean, they're both in the ones. So, yeah. anyway. It's funny. I, I just interjected. Yeah. Like Hector Nariz. He throws two pitches, Kratzy, and it's just amazing how it's fastball splitter. I mean, it's unbelievable how it doesn't get hit. I, Whenever I faced that guy, it was like, all right, I know I'm going to give three splitters out of five pitches. Even if I sat on the dang thing, I, I, I've hit, I've gotten one homer off him. It was a 3-1 count, and I guessed fastball, and I got lucky. But it's just – and you want to swing at it. It's like a knuckleball. If it's high, let it fly. If it's low, let it go. It's just hard to, to not swing at it. It's just crazy. That's yeah. It. Thank Agreed. you. 
Agreed. I just, to, so, I just had to let you know. <laughs> I, I just want to let everybody know about it. No, that's you, want to, you want us to let us know you had two pitches or you went deep off of them? Which one was <laughs> well, it? Well, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. We went a long way around. Todd, next time just say, you know, I took this guy deep and he didn't call me a name. So I trotted around the bases and then I broke Rosenthal's finger. It was a good day. He's pretty it was a good quiet, day. Was, He's pretty quiet. So when I saw that yesterday and also actually knowing like, they have the same agency. Apparently, they're friends. So now really? I start to the get whole thing to, doesn't make any sense. Well, no, I get I start to get to the conspiracy theory range. Like, did he really just randomly get fired up, or I don't know? Did they have a bad card game or something like that? And he was just like, dude, he went Kyle Farnsworth. He went yeah. Kyle Farnsworth and charged him right here. Like, he's not Royal's <laughs> not even looking at him. I know he doesn't do that though. Have you ever seen Hector Neris go like that? I mean, Kratz, you had him in Philly for a while. No, I not not like this. I've never seen anybody go like that. Like he, Kyle like, Farnsworth. Was, yeah, but that was to another pitcher. Like he started getting so close. We talked about it around the All Star break. How big of a human being he just has big features. Julio is. Hector got really close, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna go this way." <laughs> what? The it was like a weird. It was a really weird. Like uh, he like walked up. I don't know what his <laughs> mind was thinking. Somebody said he, on the thread last night he blacked out. I think so. Ted Barrett was on the on the game, and he's like, "Yeah, well, actually, I've never seen anything like this." And I'm like, "Oh my god." There's something behind it, and we're gonna find out pretty soon because somebody's got to say something. We got to find out. That was talking about. He said some nasty slur too i don't even know what's going on mm-hmm. here that's why i'm like what something happened there had to be there's more and but listen the mariners did a good job of running through it all last night like they went back like years you know naris got him McCor- you know julio hit the home run off mm-hmm. him the, and like but he didn't do it he just trotted around the bases yeah he was just <laughs> happy like there was hey, just hey he was he was fast walking him too he's like yeah <laughs> that's what i mean he got close and he's like whoa that is a big deal yeah, what the hell was that here, so Julio was not available post game to discuss it. Nerys relayed through a Mariners spokesman that quote he didn't feel like there was any animosity between them, and that quote he was shocked that Houston's reliever shouted the expletives at him. Hmm. I don't know. Video hey, replays appear to show this. Is another tweet here: uh, homophobic slur in Spanish when he approached him, and Eugenio Suarez in the on deck circle at the time conver- confirmed to the Seattle Times that's what. Nary said this coming from Adam Jude. I mean, well, first of all, whatever said doesn't need to be like, I always like whatever was said. I mean, I, I'm not for slurring people. No, at oh, all. You're right. You're right. At all. That, like, that, whatever. I mean, whatever said in the heat of the moment, but the, but the, big, the big, the bigger issue is like, he struck him out clearly through a split big situation. Julio Rodriguez had an awful game last night. Oof. I mean, he had some yeah, huge, four, four punches. huge strikeouts in big situations. First game ever hit into the double playoff Verlander. Bases loaded, one out. So mm. he had a rough series. But if you watch Julio, he strikes out. He doesn't look at him. He doesn't throw his helmet. He just, like, goes back. And then, I mean, Naris was going full, like, Conor McGregor on him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, here he I was. come, big boy. And, and Julio still didn't do anything. So. Props to Julio, I like, but I don't know. I like, that it, I like that it's not a big deal. You know, you're talking about, like, stuff on the field. You say things. People say things. It's bad. Unfortunately, if this was two American guys in English or two Latin guys and it was in English and we knew what word he said, yep. it would be the first story we would have been talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agree. Well, 
let, let's bring in a friend um, on Cubs, but we can start here. Covers the game nationally, too. Book Shambi, Cubs broadcaster, ESPN Ooh. national broadcaster. Book, what's going on, dude? How are you? What's up, you guys? Oh, I, I just love this. Boog, this is Boog. a good group right here. <laughs> Boog, Boog, I just got to say that I was so disappointed in you last night. Before we even get into it, I was just so disappointed in you last night. As knowing the history of the game, the way you know the game, yes. to go off on your rant about a fucking video montage, like you're better than that, Boog. You're my guy, man. I see you all the time. You're in your ESPN radio days. Like, gosh, dang it, man. I was... And then I heard it was you, and I was like, not oh, Boog. If it would have been Frenchie, I would have been like, okay. But, you know, gosh, Boog. I'm like, damn him. Now i got to say bad things about this guy to his face. Um, I, I think to calling it a rant would be like a little. <laughs> and then I would also say, like, it's funny how people have reacted on this one. Like, let me start with this of this whole group. Like I've been doing this for 25 years. If anybody is trying to frame me and JD as the get off my lawn Muppet judges, like (laughs) because that's not what my vibe is. I am Mm -hmm. take your shirt off on the field guy. Like I, they open the mic. And so I get to say my opinion, like, and last night, 5-5 five, five in the 10th, uh, game 158, yeah. I mean, he probably could have waited to take the base after the game, and they probably could have waited to play the highlight montage till afterwards. That was my thought. Like, do I care today? No. That's why I love you. That's why I love See? That's don't why care. I love you. I know, because you're like, Mr. Analytics, too. I not wake up this morning. I don't give a crap. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but like, if you're asking me, like, are we stopping the game in the 10th inning when the Cubs like are playing games that matter? Like if it had been seven, nothing in the fifth. Yeah. I probably could have gotten down with a little highlight montage five, five in the 10th. Nah, I, I just like you're at like my mic's open. I get to say my opinion. So that's my opinion. Do I care? Not really. Guy's had an amazing year. He's probably going to win the MVP. I'm good with winning the MVP. That's what I got. Should it have been a pitch clock violation since we're sticking with all the rules? Yes, Yes. Yes, it should have. So, hey, hey, you're going to see it in the playoffs now. I'm just saying we set a precedent. If you see it in the playoffs, some guy steals and you know the hitter needs, you know, it's a two-strike count. The batter's just going to. Pull up the base and go. And first, play the montage. first stolen base. Play the montage. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, tonight, we're. I'm actually. What we're. I think we're gonna do is. I'm gonna like. If, I, I, there's a part of me. I hope the Cubs win tonight, and I hope he steals a bag. And we will run the highlight of that from six different angles and celebrate him being in the 4071 club. Homer, <laughs> yeah. Homer, Homer. You're such a Homer. Homer, such a Cubs homer now, Boog. Can I, I'll tell you one other thing. So, I'll, wait, like here, wait, no, here, no, no, hold on, Boog. On. Before you go, what if you flipped it? What if it was Cody Bellinger just went forty seventy, and you were playing at Wrigley, and the Braves were fighting for it, and Cody Bellinger they, went, "I am Ricky Anderson, the greatest of all time." All right, so White Sox guy, I'm sorry to get snobby on you, but like at our <laughs> park, they don't play make noise on the scoreboard. They wouldn't run a highlight montage. You don't have a video screen. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do okay. it. Okay. 
Oh, fair. That's fair. You're still a homer, but I love you. <laughs> I mean, right, me as a homer. I mean, like, me as a homer? What do you got yes. before AJ rudely interrupted you? Yes. Um, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had something. You were ready to roll. Hey, we heard your your Twitter got hacked too as well. So My what, Twitter got hacked. Is that and then new? I just kind of I, I sort of parachute it's been like two and a half weeks and I just sort of parachuted out and I had another so like I, I can kind of observe and evaluate on Twitter, but yeah, I did I had I didn't get back in there. I don't know what I think I don't know who whether it was Russian bots or somebody, I don't know what, what happened. It was did probably you? it was probably AJ that that did it. He yeah. got all these burner accounts. I think it was know. probably Junior Junior. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. He steals it was everything. the Braves fan of vision. What's in What's in better shape? Your stolen Twitter or Tito's stolen scooter? Oh man, man! I gotta tell you, like, I I love Terry Francona. He's one of my all time favorite dudes. I got to, I mean, I got to know him over the years from covering him as a manager, Phillies, Red Sox, Indians, Guardians. But like, I got to work with him one year at ESPN, and he was such a delight. And I'll tell you this, guys, um, I did the playoffs last year for ESPN TV, and he actually was asked a question: Why do you think you're good at this? And he gave an answer that I think actually does sum up in a large part. And like to the former players, I think you guys would get down with this. I think he really summed up what makes him so good. When asked, he said, because I would prefer the media to think that I don't know what I'm doing compared to throwing a player under the bus. That's what makes him good. Is that in terms of building the culture He's fine with the people asking the questions thinking, wow, he's a moron. He is not fine with throwing the players under the bus. And that's why I think year in and year out, he was able to cultivate great culture. Okay. Yeah. I, listen, as a player, you respect that. Because I play with managers that don't do it and managers that do it. And yeah. the ones that don't do it, obviously, usually seem to last the longest because the players will have their back. But right. that's a whole different thing. But so uh, let's, let's get back. Speaking of, yeah. uh, you know, things that are happening are the cubs gonna make it i mean they are leaking oil like oof. i mean it's it's rough so again you're looking at that right there and the cubs don't have the tiebreaker against anyone um and so with that right there miami's in the cubs are not i i would here's what i would say if you made me guess i think that if the cubs go four and zero, i think They'll get in. Anything other than that, I think it's it gets dicey. That's my guess. So like I can't. I mean, the Marlins could go four and zero, and then the Cubs aren't in. But I, if if the Cubs go four and zero, I think that they get in. But it's it is so hard for them right now securing the final three, six, nine outs of the game, just because Alzali on the shelf, Fulmer on the shelf, Lighter, who's been so good this year. Hadn't pitched in a week before last night. And, you know, Merriweather is a guy who's kind of on fumes. So it's it's really been challenging. Did we did we ever find out what was wrong? Didn't Lighter go a whole week without 
Did we ever figure out what was wrong with him? That's I mean, he's, it's just Kratz. barking. Just barking, just general soreness. That's a I mean, what? So what right I would there. say the one thing on on to lighter and lighter's defense is he's never done this. He's been a starter his entire career. So to ask him to go sixty five times, sixty five one inning appearances with a back to back, a back to back to back, he's never ever done it. He had Tommy John in, I want to say twenty, um, and and he's been used as a starter for the most part. So I would just say. I, you know, even though he's 32, he's just he's he's never been asked to do this, and I think it's probably something that we don't talk about enough how how relievers get abused. And I, I'm not like, and I and I don't mean that in active. I mean just like, holy cow! Like, how do you do that every day? How do you throw 70 times and pitch three, four straight days in a row? I don't I don't know how they do it. It's less the less the abuse, more the. Eh, whatever. Discard you. See you later. We'll just get the next guy. That's right. That's, and that and that's on them, that's the right. pitchers. But my thing, my thing is, you guys are set it up right now. I say you guys, the mouse in your pocket, the Cubs. No tiebreaker. Yeah. Would you rather see the one game one sixty three? Obviously, you know it's coming down right now. Or are you fine with how the tiebreaker situation is is set up now? I'm fine with it. I. I would say, look, for the sport, as much as this is not a game, you know, it's, it's, it's the marathon, not a sprint. People dig 163. Anytime you're playing a single elimination game, people are going to watch. So I would say that from a fairness standpoint, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's head-to-head. I will tell you that the nerd in me looks at the run differential between the Cubs and the Marlins. Like, the Cubs have a seven <laughs> run advantage in run differential and these teams are tied which is incredible to me um but i i would say from a fairness standpoint i'm okay with it i would say from a game standpoint yeah we would be better off if they played 163 that gets more attention for the sport and people like a single elimination playoff game okay so so two-parter here boog uh, first off, let's say they do find a way into the postseason. They win out yep. and the Marlins lose one more game, something like that. Okay. Um, do you think that this team could suddenly turn it around and like have a decent postseason performance? Like, hey, we talked a lot of shit. I'm saying as an industry about the Rangers a few weeks ago and then their bats come back and everyone's like, oh, the Rangers are good again. It's all good. Like, could you see that with the Cubs? And on the yes. other end of the spectrum, if the Cubs miss out, was it worth it? Like, I know they didn't have to give up a ton. They, they picked up Candelario, but they could have been the team that trades Bellinger that maybe before the injury traded Stroman um, and really loaded up for next year. I'm like 99% of the time, like all for ownership, go for stuff. Like, I hate the tanking, all of that. This was the one team where I was like, eh, I don't think this is a World Series winning team. So right. I would think about it in a market where there's not much else asset wise. And Cubs fans ripped me like, we'll see you in the postseason. Um, good questions. So I would say as far as can they make a run, I think the bullpen component, unless Alzali comes back and was to feel great and some of the other guys, like, I think that's where they really have a a problem. So I think it would be hard. They've got a good lineup when, you know, they, they spent most of the year, uh, at least in the second half They're right now they're third in the national league and runs per game. I mean, only the Dodgers and the Braves have scored more frequently and that's, 
it, the two things that they have going for them is length of lineup, and then they really catch the ball. I mean, when Swanson and Horner are your middle guys, it's probably as good a middle infield defense as there is. Bellinger's still excellent at first and good in center. So they catch it. I think Steele could be quite good. I think Stroke could probably be good, but I, I worry about the bullpen. So I think, could they win the first round? Probably. Could they win uh, a division series? Be harder. But again, best of three, best of five. Yeah, they could do that. Um, I think your question about was it worth it? I go round and round. I was really interested in seeing them do whatever it took to put themselves in a position to win the most games next year, just because they have so much good young talent. They have money. Um, but I think there's something to be said for pushing towards winning and creating winning culture. So I don't know what they could have gotten for Bellinger and Stroh. It probably would have been pretty good. So I think in the end, I'm I'm okay with how it played out, but I don't know that my argument is that strong for it, if that makes sense. So, like, I think what, you know, you said in that spot because they weren't a, a World Series winning. Like, I think your argument's better, but I think I, I would say I'm fine with the way this has played out. It's been fun. Vogue, let me ask you this. Say they do make the playoffs. Give me the hitter that they're going to be leaning on and give me the pitcher that they're going to have to be leaning on in the playoffs here. I'll take the second one first. Uh, it's Justin Steele, right? So that I, they, they, he's got a, he's got a shove, and he's a bit of a unicorn. You know, his, his, he throws two pitches. He's a four seam slider guy, but there's something about, and this is something, um, you know, with uh, with two right handed hitters here. This is something the righties don't like. But I think teams would should think about playing lefties against him, but. He basically throws four seamers a 92-mile-an-hour cutter. And it's just really hard to ID the pitch. And so he's always coming in, 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 and then it's in and down. Um, so he's he's the guy I think you have to lean on. It's easy to say Bellinger, but it, it's I think it's gotta be it's gotta be Belly. He's he's their guy. He's his, it's amazing the way he's cut his strikeout rate from 27% to about 15% percent um his two strike hitting is hitting against lefty so it's it's got to be belly phrase nice boog all right real quick just this can be a quick this could be a one-word answer for me are the cubs going to sign shohei no okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> no i keep making the joke that they have, you know, they have that sports book that they should name it the Shohei Otani sports book, and then just sort it out from there. They're perfect. Great thinking. Not signing Shohei Otani, and okay, I, and definitely no is what I would say. Okay, and then my other question is: You're doing the playoffs for ESPN Radio? I will do the first round for ESPN TV, and mm -hmm. then I get to call division series, LCS, and World Series for ESPN Radio. Do you know who your matchups are yet, or guessing? Um, I will either have in for television, I will have either at Milwaukee or at Philadelphia and I will in the division series be at Atlanta to start. Okay. Perfect. Uh, All right. Yeah, you can watch I, a montage of yourself. 
<laughs> in Atlanta. <Absolutely>. Believe it. <laughs> oh, That's what I, when I'm having bad games, I just sit there and go over good play-by-play calls and just sit there and just play that. <laughs> don't break down the other guys. I just sit there and do the dig me. Like they, they did a bottle a bottle opener of me, Alex Gonzalez, walk-off homer, 2003, shout-out Bed Bath & Beyond, RIP. But, like, you know, <laughs> sell it there, and I'm just saying – so like I'll just listen to that over and over and it gets it gets me pumped up and then I turn into one of the Muppet judges and I rant on you know video montages in the tenth inning. <laughs> so, so my hey so last thing here Mike Monaco and I we're doing the radio in Tampa so we'll warm it up for you so we'll get love it. Rock. Monaco um, is awesome by the way. Oh, That's he, he's a beast. Uh, him and I at the Little League World Series, bro. He he makes it so much easier for me. He's awesome. But um, hey, I want to wrap this up. Are you still raising money for ALS? You, you still getting after it each year? I mean, how many years have you been doing it? Talk to us about that a little bit. Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in New York City on Roosevelt Island. When I moved there, another kid who was seven years old named Tim Sheehy, I met. We grew up. He played soccer at the University of South Carolina. Um, he was diagnosed with ALS in 2005. Uh, lost his battle in 2007, and we started together a charity called Project Main Street. So it's Project Main, and then it's st.org. Every dollar we raise goes to someone living with the disease because patient care is so underfunded. So we just lost uh, Chris Snow is a guy uh, who's a who is an assistant GM with the the Calgary Flames. Just lost his battle with ALS and. You know, it's it's unbelievable to me that in today's world that we still have an incurable disease. But my hope is hope someday our charity won't exist. But for now, you know, we got to help people with their expenses and care. Um, and that's what we do. So Project Main Street um, since 2006 actually is when we started it. And, you know, we keep doing it. June 2nd is Lou Gehrig Day every year. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me mention that. Of course, awesome. that and uh, and we'll post about it, obviously, too, um, you know, attached thank to this clip. So um, yeah. we'll give everyone more info that's following along. Boog, thank you. Enjoy the last few days. Um, hey, real quick. Yes. Sorry. Real quick. You do the you you're doing the 24 of the show MLB the show. I am. I am. Hey. You guys, could you guys do me a favor? This is what I need. I'm doing MLB the show. Would you give me like stuff that I need to get into the game? Just text me, me stuff that's me to get into the game. Kratz, me, Kratz, and Frazier. This easy. is what there I'm trying go. to tell you. My son, his name is Ethan Kratz. He puts in yep. his exact name. I played in the big leagues. Every time he hits, you announce him, and it goes, now batting, Ethan Katz. You're not even saying my son's name right. <laughs> Every single time he plays the game. That's I'm not like, his turn fault. the volume That's down. not his fault. Ethan Katz is the pitching coach with the twins. White Sox, get it right. Come on, know your White Sox. It's white the White Sox. And um, I, I'm not programming the game. I'm not the coder, Kratzy. You know Figure what I mean? It out. So like, so I, I'm, just, I'm just a beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful that's voice. That's all I am. That's yeah, all I, want, I, am. I want Pete Alonzo poop homer in there. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll text you. We'll text you some some shit. Uh, pun intended. Um, Luke, thank you, dude. Shane Bieber's patiently waiting for us. But uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, for having me. It was awesome. Appreciate it, man. This was great. Uh, Book Shambi, um, calling games for the Cubbies, ESPN, MLB, the show, Ethan, Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Cat, so tragic. Can, can you hook me up with a pair? No, seriously, you can't give me one pair. No, 
How many you got? He is Give not Shady Rays. Me to her. <laughs> I want to, to her. So why? That doesn't look good. But I'm sure. stomping in my Air Force Ones. In my Shady Rays. I will say this for the Shady Rays fans out there. Um, if you wear two pairs, they're not giving you another one for your lost and broken replacements. <laughs> it they is will. the best protection in all of eyewear. But if you wear them like that, personally, I can't do you any favors. Kratz, yours are a little crooked. Just oh, I know. being that no, guy just, for you. It's my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Tilt not it. Tilt nose. it. It's the way the a nose little, is. Bo- no. no. Too far. Too far. Boom. Nailed it. No, it's his nose. Perfect. His nose is crooked. <laughs> you want these? You want these? I don't want like it. my dog. You want these? No, I don't want it. You touched it. It's got your germs on it. Um, my germs. Exactly. <laughs> Together with customers, good good time to mention this, though, because um, I haven't mentioned it in a bit. Shady Rays is providing a lot of support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, um, building play sets for pediatric cancer patients, providing young adults with MS, um, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, and making an impact in many communities um, for years to come. So hit up ShadyRays.com, use the code FAL for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Let's slap. Well then, let's slap. Amp caller, name and team and question or comment. Oh. No, not yet. Okay. We need a second. Kratz hats first. So obviously this is the BP hat. Anybody know what the name of that team is? Desert oh. Dogs. No, I was on the Desert Dogs. The Saguaros. The Saguaros. Oh, yep. Saguaros. The Saguaros. Peoria Saguaros. I was on the Phoenix Desert Dogs. We were brutal. I caught Charlie. I caught Charlie Zink every five days. That was my job at the Charlie, Charlie Zink's knuckleballs at the Peoria Suaros. Eddie Rodriguez was our manager. We had like Ryan Zimmerman, Chris Young, Eddie Brandon Moss, Brad Eldritch. Like we hit absolute rockets everywhere, and our pitching staff was like. Tuh. I just wish everybody I wish I wish our team could hit. We were like losing 15 to 13, 16 to 12. Kratz is the same size as you, by the way. He's oh, a beast. Monster. Kratz, I had the opposite in the fall league. Every other catcher got hurt, so I had to catch like 42 days in a row. They I were like, played. Yeah, guess what? You're catching again. Then You're we brought in we brought in an Eric Kratz type backup. I forget what his name was. And they bring him in because they just like, we just need to get this guy a day off. Corky Miller. No, it wasn't Corky. I played with Corky <laughs> later. It was it was some older guy because he lived in that. Arizona, and he goes and they go, "Hey, we're gonna need you to play." And he goes, "I need at least ten days to get my body ready." Oh, and they're like, ten days? This dude's gonna die." <laughs> what? That, hey, good answer by him. I love yeah, it. He's yeah. like, he's like, I need at least ten days to get loose. Oh, that dude's fired. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Also, Suarez, really tough name. I struggled mightily. S, you know how to spell it? S a g u a r o s. Yeah, it's it's just. It's just not Suarez. I know. So Eugenio Suarez. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and the best part, and the best part was we were in the Mariners Clubhouse and Jonesy, Adam Jones was playing for the other Peoria team, and they were in the other clubhouse. 
my like God. not even Peoria guys. We were in Peoria. Not even the Mariners were on our team. It was like the Pirates, Red Sox, Blue Jays. Who else was there? Gear Kiros, Ryan Roberts, the Tat Man was there. Ooh, nice. Tat Man. So the Todd, did you go to the Fall League? The year I was in the Fall League, we no. did it by divisions. Never did. So it was like the AL Central. So I played with the AL Central, the oh, AL East. That's a good yeah. idea. Did you snarl at them? No, we were awful. <laughs> we had like we we did have Gabe Kapler. I mean, we had him. All right, we got Amp. You got to go. All right, so, yeah, I do. I got to go. Who is it? What's your name? What's your team? What's your question or comment? Unmute. Unmute. Hi guys. Um, my name is Lindsay. Um, my favorite team is Phillies. Um, my question is for Kratz. I was wondering, with the Phillies finally in the playoffs and securing the number one wild card, what do you think the bullpen is going to look like in terms of Michael Lorenzen? Thanks, guys. This is Michael Lorenzen. Good, good question, Lindsay. In terms of Michael Lorenzen, I am hearing that he will be in the bullpen. I don't think if the Phillies are going to be winning very much, they're going to be really going to Lorenzen very much. The way I heard – I just actually heard Topper talk about it two days ago. He's going to slot in in the bullpen as like a two, three-inning guy. And in the playoffs, his words, not mine, in the playoffs you really don't use two to three-inning guys unless you're up by a lot or down by a lot so you don't burn out your high-leverage guys. But that's, that's an area of weakness that the Phillies – everybody saw it in the Braves series – the Phillies need to figure out the back end of that bullpen. They have electric arms, Kimbrell, Alvarado, Soto, the new guy, Orion Kirkering, but whew, they've been giving up some runs recently. What happened to Lorenzen? Did he run out of gas because he He threw a no-hitter. Celebrated too hard in his vans, dude. He went skate or die, bro. No, I yeah, love Lorenzen. I don't, I don't no, care. He got he's rid awesome. of his good good vans, sent him to the Hall of Fame. Now he's got these... <laughs> Got to break him in. Give him his damn sneaks back. All right. Hey, it's AJ's buddy's birthday today, by the way. Who's that? Matty Rob, V? Rob Manfred. Oh, yeah. I love Rob. Is it Manfred's birthday? It today? is. And Matty V. They're born on the same day. Wow. Do you think they're going out for a drink? 100%. 100% no. Uh, <laughs> follow at Foul Territory on AMP. The follower count is soaring. And if you'd like to speak to us at the end of the show, um, that is your opportunity. Um, we can hit some music, and tomorrow is Friday, so it is Fraser Friday. Although I don't think you'll have us for company. I'm not there. I'm not I might try to make it. Oh, okay, cool. Even though Todd Perfect. said before the show, he's like, "Yeah, Jess, I kind of like it when it's just us I here. Do. It's just, it's just lonely. You know, I like it. I like it. So we can put footsies quiet. under the table. You guys can have Scott. I've been trying to get rid of him. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. That top scooter. Anytime you could come here, scooter. Let's there you go. go. There's your Let's open go. invitation. See you, Scott, go, baby. Nope, I'm taking over AJ's. Um, and Ken Rosenthal is back with us. Our, our first back-to-back -back Ken day. So we'll go over some of the other manager question marks tomorrow, like um, Bob Melvin and... Uh, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. How about Phil Nevin? Is he going to be the latest fall guy for Artie Moreno? What about Scott Service? Artie's got to blame someone. Scott Service Eric, Eric Kratz is again. supposed to be Ooh. a new manager soon somewhere. Garrett Stubbs. And Ryan Klesko. Oh, I love Klesko. I wish I was on tomorrow. I could talk hunting, fishing. It, it, Garrett Stubbs is America's he's still partying. party animal. He's still partying in Philly right now in I the clubhouse. He wears the overalls. They played a game Friday. and he's still going. Name another person <laughs> with the last name Stubbs quickly. Drew Stubbs. His brother. 
Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. 